Welcome to the Holistic Warrior Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those who want to live a life fully charged with health, abundance, and love, and a place for you to unleash your inner holistic warrior and thrive in all areas of your life, mind, body, and soul. Come join me and my guests each week as we talk about what it means to truly thrive despite your health diagnosis, your current circumstances in all areas of your life, so that you can stay motivated, inspired, and walk away with some tangible tools to use every single day. This isn't your highlight reel. It is the raw, real, and gritty gray areas of what it means to be a holistic warrior. It is never too late to live the life that you've dreamed of. Your time is now. Who am I? I'm your host, Tanya Jane Marias Vaz, a woman of many capes, some of which include being a wife to a wonderful man who is my rock and my love, mom to an intuitive and spirited three-year-old boy, best-selling author, certified Reiki master, and a self-expression and holistic energy coach. I'm also the founder of my two brand babies, the Holistic Warrior Life Co., and Warrior Life Creative Co. I'm a health, wellness, and mindset junkie who is obsessed with helping people step into their fullest expression and reclaim control of their health. I believe that no dream is ever out of reach and that your success is non-negotiable, as long as you're committed to it and as long as you move forward with pure intent and inspired and messy action. So, you ready? Let's do this thing! Hello, 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 Holistic Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the show. And I want to say thank you so much for tuning in week after week. And thank you so much for letting us be here, for letting us own the space and share with you all our experiences, our journey, our ups and downs and everything in between. And, you know, I truly feel blessed to have this outlet and to be able to bring the caliber of guests that I'm able to bring on the show. And so without uh, without further ado, like I want to introduce to you a very special guest today. Um, her name is Jessica Caleri. And I met her actually through one of my biz besties slash mentors slash mama friends, Sabrina Greer, if you've got this mama. We're part of the same boss mama mastermind. Speaking of which, shameless plug, If you haven't signed up for Sabrina's Mastermind, go sign up right now because that will help you take your life, your business, and everything in your mommy life to the next level. I'm not even kidding. Jess and I are living proof of that. So um, to introduce Jessica, Jessica is a mom of a beautiful two-year-old girl, soon to be three, Nevea, and she is also expecting her new little baby soon enough this year. And more than anything, she's also a social media coordinator. She is a blogger, a writer, an author, a true creative at heart. And Jessica has been featured on the Baby Post, on the YGT Mama blog, and is looking out to further branch out and spread her wings. She recently launched her company, Scrunchy Mommy, as well as her blog. And she did that with pure soul, fire, and heart because she knows that moms everywhere will will relate to it. Between heartfelt and informative blog posts to fun and colorful scrunchies and more, Scrunchy Mommy will remind moms everywhere to live lightly. It is so easy to lose ourselves in motherhood and our sense of play. And let me tell you, it does not have to be that way. So Scrunchy Mommy does remind us that it's okay to have fun, be present, focus on your goals, 
and your family at the same time. Of course, you can't, you can always have it all. It just has to be in a way that sits well for you and your family. So thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the show. It is an honor to have you. And what we're going to do right now is uh, play a little bit of rapid fire, if that's okay. It's supposed to be fun. Just about five questions so the listeners can get to know you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be <laughs> featured on your blog. And that was such a lovely introduction. Thank you for that. And I'm excited oh. for the, the these questions. Yay, I know, because I don't know what these questions are. And I think I always leave it like, I, I know, I literally every podcast, I like have to say, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but it's going to be fun. And it's going to be, it's, it's supposed to be super lighthearted. Uh, so that, uh, with that being said, my first question for you, what is your favorite color? My favorite color? Yeah. My favorite color would definitely have to be teal. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I've always liked teal since I can remember. It just stands out to me. I love the energy it brings around me. Um, Yeah, so teal is my favorite color. Love teal. Are you going to make a scrunchie out of that? (laughs) Yes, actually. I'm in the process right now of making like a a teal polka dot scrunchie. I'm super excited for the style. I love it. Love it. That's, that's awesome. Teal is one of my favorites too. Teal turquoise, like that family is one of my yeah, favorites. Teal tur- oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I love it. Oh, boy. Uh, my next question for you, what is your most favorite part of being a mom so far? My favorite part about being a mom would definitely have to be, well, there's so many things, but <laughs> I love that it brings out more of a fun side in you you get to relive all the silly things that you kind of forgot to enjoy um before having kids as I was growing older through university I kind of didn't enjoy simple things like for example today my daughter was just having the time of her life throwing rocks in a puddle (laughs) I know right yeah so I love how being a mom helps you appreciate those simple things around you and you see that joy and spark in your child's eyes over these beautiful things that they remind you of yeah no for sure totally it's it's always the simple things it's never the gadgets or the extravagant trips or parties it's always you know the littlest of things when they just look at you with those eyes or like they go from zero to 100 in like a span of two minutes. It's exactly. a little thing. My next question for you, um, since I know that you like scouting out locations and cafes, what would be one of your favorite cafes to go to? Ooh, that's a good one. That's hard for me to answer because I do like to go to cafes. I find it relaxing to do work. My favorite. Yeah. Um, I really like. It used to be called Hawthorne Cafe. It's in Milton. I love but now, <laughs> Have you been? Yeah, when they were Hawthorne. I haven't been yeah. in a few years. So it's still the same vibe. It, now it's called, I believe it's called Make Catering. But they have a section with toys and everything. So I, I really like it to bring Nevea because my daughter. Because yeah. it keeps her entertained while I can get some work done. I like the environment and everyone's really friendly. The food's really good. Coffee's yeah. delicious. 
Awesome. Well, my next question is, where's your favorite place to go on vacation? My favorite place. Okay. So I haven't had the chance to travel that much yet, but I have been to a handful of places and out of anywhere that I've been so far, my favorite place has been Banff. Nice. Have you ever been? No, but my best friend lives in Calgary and they oh, literally wow. are, they're at the mountains almost every other weekend. So they're always like around Banff <laughs> and like the surrounding areas. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It's go beautiful. <laughs> like absolutely stunning. I, yeah. I want to go back so badly. I know. I know. Calgary is gorgeous. Like it's, it's picturesque. <laughs> so it really is. Yeah. And my last question for you, since you love writing and since you're an author as well what is one of your one of the books that you either love reading currently or that you've loved reading in the past so I love Scott Fitzgerald any of his books yeah um that's such a hard one for me to choose because I'm all over the place with books and I really never can choose one that's my absolute favorite I never can but I would say he's my favorite author. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, no, yeah. I love, I love him. I love yeah. him. The Great Gatsby. There's, uh, there's a couple others from him too. But The Great Gatsby is what I studied in high school, and it was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was beautiful. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, awesome. Well, that was a good fun round of random fire or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's very. I love doing these with. Uh, with the guests because truly every question is always so different and everyone always answers so differently you really do get to see a different side of people um, when it's something like this um, short lighthearted. Um, you can tell a lot about people too so with that being said I want to dive right into your story so you know how did you get to where you are right now so you work as a social media coordinator for for a multiple I guess it's one company or multiple companies um you've been featured so much and then now you launched your own company all while within the first year or two years of motherhood which is amazing how did you get to this point like what made you decide to get into social media coordination and even like launching scrunchy mommy well thank you for that but um so yeah I know it's been it's been a whirlwind but super exciting so I've been a with my current job before um a social media coordinator sorry before I had my daughter but within the time the last two years I'd say I have branched off a lot so I have different contracts everywhere and then on top of it I felt the need and the urge and something in my soul was pulling me to do more I mean, I love my job. Yeah, I love my job, but there's there was something more inside me. Yeah, and I just went with what I felt, and I out came Scrunchy Mommy, and it's (laughs) it's been such a great and exciting journey. I'm so excited for everything to come. It's just kind of the beginning of all that. Yeah, but I it's my passion to definitely help moms. I know how much my life changed after having my daughter, and how amazing but yet difficult it is being a mom and I know I want to inspire and empower women to you know know that they can do what they want and do the thing that they want and dream and accomplish 
totally. what they want while being a mom. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And that's actually so beautiful. And you know what? Like a lot of times it's the old adage or not even old adage. It's the social culture that we're a part of and the dialogue that constantly happens in mainstream is, oh, you lose yourself once you're a mom. Like that's it. Your life is over. Your life is different. Yeah, your life completely looks different because now you're you're accommodating and catering and working your life and schedule and everything around this beautiful little being that you're tending to and responsible for. So of course it's going to be different, but I do think, um, and you know what, one of the women whose chapters I'd read in one of the books I'd co-authored, that was two or three years ago. And her saying in her chapter was start how you mean to go. And her chapter was on motherhood and like how she always wanted to have a positive influence, like be mindful and have a positive influence, raise, have a positive experience as a mom. It doesn't mean you ignore the anxiety or you ignore the stuff that comes along with it. It just means you choose to be empowered in your motherhood. And I think being empowered in your motherhood is learning, learning to still serve those aspects of yourself that you had before you had your child so for you it seems like those aspects were you know writing or creating designing something and it's beautiful to see that despite all of the changes that happen once you're a mom you still chose to nourish and uh, nurture that passion of yours and today it's like a full-fledged blog and I know it's like just starting out but I know it's going to blow up so soon so it's amazing um, that you said that. I think it's important for women. You to... couldn't have, you worded and summed <laughs> up what I was saying yeah. so perfectly and beautifully. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, yeah, you're going to have like, you know, you're going to have a time where you don't recognize yourself. Sometimes you'll feel like a shell of a person that you once used to be, but that's okay. That's okay. I think that also comes with acceptance. You know, you got to accept that your life is not the same as it was before, but it's going to be better. Or, you know, here's how you can kind of merge the two together, right? A lot of times women go through that, like separation anxiety or like a lot of change. Like I went through it when I became a new mom. I had hardcore separation anxiety and then I didn't realize I had postpartum for almost a year or two years. Um, it's... It's a roller coaster, but I think the thing that kept me sane relatively was the fact that I nurtured my passion for writing and I dove headfirst into business and it kept me sane because it was like an outlet. I used that as an outlet to move through the feelings I felt and to move through the chaos that I felt within myself. Um, what has your experience been over the last two years? Um, you know, how did you find ways to, you know, navigate through this journey so far? Well, what you said is, is so true. You kind of, it, I mean, everything does change and it, you do go through a lot. And I experienced separation anxiety as well. I, yeah. It was a lot for me. But to kind of navigate to where I am now is you just have to dig into your fear and just go for it you have to find different ways and outlets to express yourself and make sure that you can you know that you can be open about what's going on you know inside your head or and it's okay to feel that way yeah um 
So I just started writing again, started doing everything that I was passionate about before I was a mom. Yeah. And I, it did help me, you know, feel a lot better and I felt like I was doing what I loved before. So you kind of find that sense of self coming back. Yeah. And as long as you put your integrity into everything you do, I, I find you navigate through and you get to where you're supposed to be. I love that. I love that you said, as long as you put your integrity into something, you'll navigate it no matter what. And then, you know, could you expand a little bit more on that? Like when you say integrity, like what integrity means different things to different people. What does that mean to you um, in this context at least? So what it means to me, it's, I get, like you said, it's, it means so many different things, but you have to, make sure that you're doing what you're doing for the right reason. You have to find your why and you have to put your, I keep saying soul, but it's literally your heart and soul and into things. So make sure you're doing it for, it's very hard to put into words actually. No, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. I get it though. I get, I get exactly what you're trying to say because it's, if you are doing something without the long game in mind, like for lack of better wording, if you're yeah. doing something without the big picture in mind or without like, even if you have the big picture, if you don't know why you're doing it, it's not going to work. And you could exactly. be spinning your wheels over and over and over again. But unless you align with exactly why why do you want to do that why do you want to have this business or why is it important to you that your family thrives or why is it important to you that you know you are able to make a living that's sustainable but still doing still do what you love like why is it important to you not your spouse not your parents not not anyone else it's a, it should be important to you um i think as long as you can identify that and keep that at at your center every single day I think that makes it easier when you're trying to juggle and navigate through these things in life that's been my experience Um, I lost sight of my why for a little bit like like about a year or two years ago I didn't lose it but I lost it if that makes sense Um, yeah and I could feel that change happening like I could feel it 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 felt icky I could feel myself morphing into something completely different the last couple of months of 2018 um part of it was good part of it was you know the gross up leveling and all of those physical things that come with it um growing pains but a lot of it was also like I lost sight of where I truly started and why I truly started um and when you lose sight of that why um, you can get taken, you can get taken advantage of, you can lose your way, you can lose your purpose. It's, I almost felt like I sold part of my soul at some point last year. And I was just in this hamster wheel and I'm like, I don't get it. Why can't I do what I've been wanting to do? And then this year, Clarity, um, it's just, I launched all these things and it's been, it's been hard, but it's been doing well so far. Um, I think keeping that why that you talked about, right? The integrity, like if I ever don't, like I didn't even, 
I almost thought of texting you today and saying like, can we please reschedule? Like I don't have the energy for this. I actually almost considered doing that. And then I know like, and then my son was like, mommy, I got to go potty. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Now I'm going to have to go up to my office because you know, it's like right there. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know what? I have time. I think I'm okay. I think I'll be okay. Like I have to show up for this. I need to show up for this. I want to show up for this. And I think that's like, that's part of integrity. Like you have to show up even when you don't feel like it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I know a lot of times it's, it's you just being there and just showing up. Yeah, that is the, the, you find the most, um, what's the word? Like you get the most, you keep going up and you keep building. Yeah. Like I'm energized right now. I'm energized. Yeah. You see I'm talking to you. Energized. (laughs) Like I'm great. Um, but like through the day I was like, Oh, I'm like, I, cause I had a headache and then I wanted to take a quick nap. And then I was just like running around and back to back calls. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I can either keep going or I could take a back seat. And I'm like, Nope, Nope. Need to do this recording. I want to do this recording. And so here I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, this well, is I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I know this doesn't mean, you know, that, you know, if you're ever sick or something, you still show up even that. No, it's, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it does mean that you inform people or you communicate, um, that all that's part of integrity. Um, exactly. you know, you communicate with yourself, um, asking, does this support the life I want to live? Does it support the life I want to create? Am I living in alignment with whatever I envision. Um, but that's my, that's my little two cents or $10 worth, <laughs> whatever. Um, no, that's amazing. I love that you've created Scrunchy Mommy. And I love, I love, love, love that there's a blog on like here. I know like the US has a lot of blogs and I know Canada does too, but I don't think it's as well known. So it's amazing that there's so many of you, like Sabrina yourself, there's a couple more people here that have services for moms, products for moms and their littles, and a space really, like a safe space, right, to go to and talk about these things. Um, with I want to dive into scrunchy mommy a little bit more. So apart from the scrunchies, what else has been your vision for it so far? Yeah, for sure. So scrunchy mommy is definitely way more than scrunchies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love creating them. I I I put all my energy and passion into that as well, but it's also a platform for moms to go on and I find that I like to write things that are super relatable and real. I don't like to sugarcoat anything, so I also yeah. have my blog on there. Um so and eventually I'm going to want to have a podcast as well. So it's scrunchy mommy is the brand, but it's also way more than that. Yeah. And I'm super excited to share my story, which I've always wanted to do yeah. to help, even if it's to help one mom out of all the moms in the world, that would make my heart happy. And that's what I really want to do at the end of the day. That's amazing. And, you know, I want to go back a bit. You said that you want to share your story. Um, I want to ask. So I know a lot of us, like, there's so many stories that we live and that we have, but, you know, through our life. Um, 
as a mom, like what is the one thing that you want to share with another mom? Or like what is what part of your story is it that you want to share with another mom? Well, the the main thing is that I wish someone was I wish I had an outlet or a platform right when I had my daughter because honestly you don't know what's coming so I want the main thing I want to share with all moms is that it's okay if things are not what you thought it was going to be because it's going to be chaotic and you know think motherhood is not as far from perfect and there any mom groups or any things like that I would go on after I had her it all seemed like everyone was put together and everything was going perfect and yeah, I know there was no raw, real moments where, you know, where I found in YGT Mama, for example, it's something that I always look for and something that I always wanted to share real, authentic reality. And so yeah. that people don't feel alone because that's where a lot of the anxiety and depression and isolation can come yeah. in. And that's what I don't want moms to feel because that's the worst feeling to feel isolated. Like you're the only one yep. going through this or the only one questioning things. You, I mean, becoming a mom, you're, you, you really, all your energy goes into this little human and yep. you love them more than anything, but you need other outlets and you need to know that you're going to experience all these feelings and that it, it's very strange if you think about it, how many different feelings you get in this short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> I many. Like feel like 50 emotions in like the span of an hour. And I used to like question myself, like, is this normal? Like, do I need a break? Is there something wrong with me? Oh my God. But yeah. there's that's the thing. So many moms, <laughs> I feel, think, is there something wrong with me? And there's yep. not because this is just motherhood. And I'm glad that now it is starting to be more of an open conversation about the reality of motherhood and stuff like that. But even for a couple of years ago, I don't even think it was as open as it is starting to get now, which is where I'm so glad that this shift is happening. Of course. I think, yeah. I think like also what happens, like, I don't know, like, I don't know um, what, um, what ethnic background or anything you come from, but I know for me, like, I, like I'm South Asian. So our, like, it's, you know, your moms tell you things, your aunts tell you things. The neighbor's neighbor will tell you things. Like it's, everyone has their opinion and then some to give to you when it comes to raising your child or developing your family. Or, and I th- you know what? I don't even think it's an ethnic thing. It's more of a cultural thing. And I think it's a global epidemic. I, like, I, I, yeah. I want to call it epidemic because until that dialogue changes and that shift in perspective takes place, um, we're not going to have that compassion for moms you know and like I see this within like within the community like within the mama community itself you know like sometimes I see moms shaming other moms and I'm like what's wrong with you like that's another it happens so often oh my god it's awful yeah and then I see another woman rolling her eyes at like someone who has kids and I'm like are you kidding me like no <laughs> I know I mean I firsthand had it happen to yeah. me where I, I, I don't know if they don't have kids or what it is but people will give me dirty looks or something if uh, my daughter had a temper tantrum in the middle of Walmart one time 
Yeah. <laughs> and this lady was so awful towards me. And that's, I want to change that because that's just life, right? That yeah. You're not doing anything wrong as a mom. Toddlers have temper tantrums yeah. and that's just what happens. And everyone posts pictures of everything's perfect where it's I want to <laughs> post blogs with pictures where, you know, it's not so perfect so that nope. you can see that this is the norm. And yeah. that's where I want to shift scrunchy mommy to as well. I want it to be like my saying is live lightly because we have to live more lightly and we have to be softer on ourselves because we're yeah. too, yeah, we put too much pressure, especially as moms on ourselves. And as long as you're doing the best that you can and you love unconditionally, that's all that matters. And we just have to be more gentle with our mind, body, and soul. Of course. And you know what? I always tell moms, like, and I always tell even my friends who've become moms, like, we're very different in our personalities. We're very different with the way we go about doing things, but we're also unapologetic about how we go about doing them. Um, I know when I first started out in motherhood, I was very respectful or trying to be very respectful of everyone around me. But I realized I'm like, that was just making me resent everything more because I couldn't really vocalize how I felt or what I felt. And when I tried to vocalize it, I was shamed for it. I was told that I'm being delusional or that, you know, I shouldn't be feeling the way that I feel because all these people are helping us. And I'm like, I understand that, but you still feel the way you feel. You know what I mean? So it's, I think even to the people that are around us, like if you can't talk to the people around you, it's sad, it sucks, and that's okay. But you got to find someone else that you can talk to, that village, that online community, or that in-person mom and me baby group, Um, you know, whatever works, but you have to find that. And to be honest, the people that gave me solace when I was going through whatever stuff I was going through mentally, um, sometimes weren't, weren't even like people like my own family. It was actually people that weren't even moms, like my best friends, like they weren't moms yet. Um, but they understood me, like, because they, they know how you are as a person, right? And they, they see you for who you are. And then they can understand and empathize why. Um, I do sure. think that we need to be kinder to ourselves. Like there was a day where I had a meltdown and I like locked myself in the bathroom, like one of many days, but this one I remember. And I was, it was a very rough summer. Um, Mentally, I was just, I was at a done point. I was like, this is it. I was suicidal at some point last year. Um, But my, it was my child's cries that brought me back. Like I was just sitting in the bathroom and writing. I wasn't doing anything else. I locked myself in the bathroom and I was writing and I was just writing in my journal, like all these letters. And I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, what the hell do you think you're doing here? Are you writing goodbye letters? Like, is that what you're doing? And I heard my son's cries, like, mama, mama, come out. Because he follows me everywhere I go. (laughs) So it was just like, no, something has to change here. And then I realized I'm like, you know, part of what needs to change her is the fact that I can't work overnights anymore. It's really screwing up with my hormones even more. Aww. Can yeah. you hear? That's okay. We're moms. So, Honestly, it wouldn't be 
don't don't apologize it wouldn't be a real authentic podcast if that didn't happen <laughs> she's being watched but you could hear her in the, yeah in yeah, the other no. room she just yeah woke no, up. Arnold, Arnold gets that way too but yeah like it was just one of the, I'm so sorry that you went through that and that you felt that way but that just like I don't another think example I would have, yeah I don't think I would have hurt myself like I don't think I ever would have come close to even doing that but those were the thoughts running through my head you know at that moment I just felt super low I was like what is what is the point of my life like I'm a shitty mom I'm a shitty wife I can't really take care of the home I can't really do these things I'm exhausted all the time like, what is wrong with me? Like, I didn't feel good. I didn't look good. Like, I didn't look, I, that's just how I felt at that time last year. Like, my self-worth, self-confidence, all of that was, like, at an all-time low. And I kept trying to, like, kind of just go through the motions day by day, like, put on a face and just keep going. Um, but sometimes at 3 a.m. when I come home from work at 3 or 4 in the morning, I would come home and just start crying. And I'm like, why am I crying? I don't understand this. Um, but I realized then I'm like, okay, no, the job has to go, not the people. It's just that type of a work schedule doesn't work for me. And I don't care who it doesn't sit well with. I need to do that for me, for my health, because I need to show up as a better mom and as a better wife or as a better person for myself, because I know that this is not who I am right now. I like, I just wasn't myself. Like I didn't feel like myself. So I think that's the dialogue that does need to change. Like women, be it men or women, like parents need to know that, you know, it's okay to have your meltdown. It's okay to feel how you're feeling and then try to make a pivot out of that. Yes. As, as the number one thing to do is to not silence yourself, yeah. to not silence your feelings and be open with them. And that's why exactly what Scrunchy Mommy, I want to become into a platform where everyone knows they can be their true selves and there's no judgment and you're allowed to voice your opinion and not feel inferior about it yeah and you gotta you know what you can't take yourself too seriously either like last year I would I like I would laugh but I wouldn't laugh wholeheartedly like it's like the thing like the smile doesn't reach all the way up to your eyes sort of thing like I would you wouldn't I wouldn't live lightly like to go off your saying I thought I was living lightly, but I really wasn't. Um, and I think it's important. It's important to find that playfulness within yourself and within your day and within your surroundings. And it's important to be able to create a space that you don't need to run away from every day. Or like, it, it's just, you know, and that's the thing. You can curate your life. Like we curate these social media feeds and like this whole image on Facebook, on Instagram, on whatever, right? Like, it's beautiful. Like, who wouldn't want to be friends with whoever, right? So, but it's your, you got to do that in your real life too. And I love that Scrunchy Mommy is going to be like that space for moms because it's, it's important. You need to have, you need to be able to cultivate your own sense of kindness, your own sense of peace and calm and empowerment um and then find others that do that and then together you create this ripple effect that goes on and on and on so i love that you are all about that and i'm so excited for everything that's coming your way including your podcast which i'm super stoked about (laughs) thank you Uh, yeah you mentioned that you love writing and i know 
a li- I've read a little bit of your blogs and I one thing struck me out the most like what was it about morbid and raw books that would intrigue you um yeah I have always since I can remember since I mean since I was 10 years old I've always yeah. loved real I, I love reading biographies yeah I love reading yeah mor- morbid books I don't really like I mean, I'll still read books that are fairy tales and whatnot, but I like the more raw books that dig into those harsher topics and yeah. that talk about things that are not normally talked about. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, remember- we have a lot in common. <laughs> the more I talk to you, I'm like, oh my God. I know you asked me what book was my favorite before, and th- this is one, it's called Go Ask Alice. Yeah, and I remember loving. Had you have you read it? Um, no, no. I loved that book when I, I think I was in high school or maybe a bit younger when I read it. But yeah. certain books like that, just because I find that people put their true selves into it, it's just real. Yeah, yeah. So I love biographies the most. <laughs> I am starting to read more biographies. Um, I definitely like. In terms of like books, like if I have to turn my brain off, like I've I've been reading a lot of self-development books over the last couple of years. Um, But if I have to read like fiction or narrative nonfiction, like I, for some reason, I always gravitate towards crime. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Like I always have, like ever since I was like younger, crime, mystery, um, like psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I like psychology a lot as well. Yeah, it's just, I love read because the thing with reading and, like, even the thing with, like, writing and stuff, you lose, like, a book is a whole new world. Like, I mean, yeah, you can lose yourself in a show on Netflix, and I tend to do that, too, from time to time, but <laughs> give me a book or give me, I am that person that will walk out of the library with, like, 20 books signed out. Yeah. That's literally what I used to do as a kid in high school. Like, I discovered the beautiful joys of the public library when I first moved to Canada and that was my entertainment I was like yes there's a library card like let's go sign out books it's beautiful and I would just read and read and read books Um, are phenomenal (laughs) I know I know I have so many it's like it's very strange I find (laughs) comfort in really sad books (laughs) yeah yeah I you know what I think it's because I think it's because it's like you said it's raw right we all have faced sadness. We've all, I can't think of even one person who may not be on some spectrum of depression. And I say this, like, this is not medical advice. Like, I just want to put a disclaimer out there, but I can't think of even one person who has not hit rock bottom in their own way, who's not battled with things. They may not be as severe as maybe what you or me or some other people have battled, Um, Some of them may or may not require medication. Like it depends. Everyone is so different. But I think what reaches out, like sadness is almost like the best way to put it is it's a part of humanity that you can't ignore. Like there's something about sad books and like stories that like really tug the heart. And like being happy is also part of being human, but you can't bypass your experience on this planet if you only want to be happy like you have to experience it all like emotions they're all a spectrum right like you have to go from angry to happy to sad to 
it's like you it's like a pandora's box or like the matryoshka dolls like you keep opening one after the other after the other to move through those things and you keep rinsing and repeating it's just different experiences and different people <laughs> so i think that's why like sad books kind of tug at the heart or it's also like crime books for me it's like what like what possesses someone to do that like how does someone think of that what <laughs> made them turn that way like yeah clearly no, yeah <laughs> no for sure oh gosh and then I get nightmares but I'll still read them <laughs> so, oh my goodness yeah I'm one of those I'm one of yeah those. I'm not as much into the scary or crime yeah. things it freaks me out yeah but like I love reading like real stories like even like stories where it's like yeah you loved someone but then you lost them because that happens loss is real you know um betrayal is real um all of these emotions right they're all just emotions so I love it um Jessica one other thing that I want to ask um when if you were ever to write your own solo book, what would you be writing it on? Like, would it be like your own biography or like narrative nonfiction or? That is such a good question. <laughs> I've, since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to write a book. So it's yeah. my dream. And that's why I just put that energy out there. But that's going to happen one day. It is. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But I have a few different things that I want to write about. I definitely want to do, like I said, I do like biographies and I've always wanted to write my story. So I definitely want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, I also have wanted to write a children's book, though, which is on Ooh. kind of the other end of the well, way different. No, that's like perfect because you, you're going to have like, you'll be a mom of two kids soon enough. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So those are the two, my two types of books that are yeah. my goal to accomplish no that'll be amazing I think it's like needed too right because I think like with what you're doing and your mission even the children's book it could like it could be this beautiful outlet as well as an educational slash awareness um, piece of awareness that kind of helps young minds as well you know and it helps them grow and kind of address things from from that age itself imagine like having all those tools when like when we were young I wish yeah <laughs> it's so it's so important to read with your children and yeah I try to do it as often as possible I, I like taking Nevea to the libraries while I find it helpful and then they can search through and it helps to explain you you know your emotions yeah and stuff like that there's different books to try to because toddlers have just as many I'm not I don't know just as many but they have so many emotions yeah. and they have to learn different coping mechanisms to express themselves yeah um, so bu books are a great outlet for not just toddlers but all children really no I know and they're fun right like it's all these colorful like characters and like it's, yeah I feel like children's books are made so much more fun <laughs> <laughs> The ones that adults have, but like, what is one of your favorite books that you read to Nevea, or like, what are, what are one of what's her favorite book right now that you guys have been kind of reading? So right now, the one that we're reading is The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree, okay. Yeah. So we usually switch. Um. So we'll just do one book 
she kind of lets me know when she's ready for a new one but I'd say yeah. a couple weeks with one and then we'll switch but yeah she I really let her guide and pick we'll I usually let her pick a book every so often and then I'll go with what she wants but usually she always she's very already like an old soul I love that I know she's a sweetheart so you guys I had the chance to meet this beautiful old soul with her mommy about a little over a week ago. And oh my God, we became like buddies right away. That is unheard of. <laughs> I know she really <laughs> did gravitate towards you. And she yeah. is super into the, the sun and the moon and healing it. crystals and yoga. Oh. I'm going to put her in meditating munchkins. Oh my um, gosh. That is that's what it's called. She, she loves it. She'll always stop and go I'm calm namaste oh my god <laughs> she already she does it already and she puts her hands together and like and closes her eyes oh like, my she's god. very in tune with her emotions that is so beautiful to hear like oh my I'm literally like picturing this in my head right now and I can't get over <laughs> this image. next time we hang out I'll ask her to do it that's amazing oh man I love it no and you know what that in itself is a true testament like she picks up on your energy and like she picks up on the things that you model for her and you know like you said that you let you let her guide um what you let her basically kind of pick what she wants to read and I know a lot of parents do that but like I and I even observed the two of you guys like you really just let her kind of feel her way through things and you really just empower her rather to be her own person even at this age and I think that is such a powerful thing you can do as a parent um you know oh, thank you yeah yeah no it's I really wanted want her to be independent and yeah. have, do obviously I have to guide her in certain things but yeah um yeah I really want to show her her independence yeah and, and to have her own character kids. yeah like they're given to us but they're never ours you know and like it took me it's taken me like a little bit of time to understand that but it's true like they're given to us to help guide them and to help them be their own beings and their own souls and yeah they're ours but they're not really ours if you know what I mean like exactly you know? that's like I couldn't have they, said it better yeah they come that's from I actually like it's it's I'm paraphrasing a philosophy from this doctor Shafali Sabri I don't know if you've heard of her like she has a beautiful book out on parenting um I highly recommend to all the listeners like go pick up this book I'll put it in the show notes it will change your perspective on parenting books. And like, there's a couple of other people like, you know, surrounding yourself with moms and like people that you want to emulate, right? Like if, if you don't want to be chaotic, don't, or you don't want to, I don't know, it's chaotic is the wrong word. But if you want to be empowered, then you got to surround yourself with someone who owns their shit, the good and the bad, and still is unapologetic about who they are. And has fun with it. You got to surround yourself with those types of people. You can't be surrounding yourself with people that are always going to be judgmental around you. And if that means changing your social group, change your social group. It's hard, I know, because by the time we're moms, it's like you're in your 20s. It depends. Like some people become moms very young. But everyone, like, I think it's like making new friends never hurts. Gravitating and connecting and networking with newer people never hurts. 
I think that's important as well to cultivate and build your village. So Jess, a um, couple things before we sign off. If you had to give moms top five tips in their journey of motherhood, um, you know, for someone that maybe wants to start their business but is scared to do so, like they're wondering, how the heck am I even going to do this? Like, where am I even going to start? I'm a mom. I have so much going around. Like, if you had to give any sort of advice or like guidance to moms right now, what would your f- top five pieces of advice be? Okay. <laughs> top five <laughs> pieces of advice. Yeah. Number one, I, I would, I want, I, I wish I was like, I'm like this now, but you have to rule out everyone's opinion and go with your gut because otherwise you'll, you'll, it'll eat you up because everyone has a different opinion. So number one is go with your own gut and what it's telling you. Cause usually you have that, you have that mom instinct about things. Yeah. Uh, two, I would say never create or do anything from uh, how do you say it? Never create anything from a, unless you have integrity with it. Like I was saying before, do not yeah. create anything from a low vibrational space. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this is hard to say the top five things, but the uh, number three, what would I say? That you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Just manifest it. And don't let people stop you from what you believe in. Just manifest in your head and keep going. And you can do anything that you put your mind to. Yeah. Because I feel like as moms, sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner. But that's, you, you shouldn't do that because your happiness matters. And you have to be happy to take care of your children. And I, I just really feel like people get kind of put down and they, then they don't do what they want because of other people's opinions and whatnot. So I say always reach for the stars and go, go for your goals. Yay. Um, Love yeah. That. That's Love three. That. Number four, I would say you have to, uh, I don't know if this is kind of the same, but push past your fears because fear holds you back I find yeah that's yeah right no it does it's yeah fear and excitement have the same type of energy like it'll feel the same like the butterflies are the exact same in your stomach when you're excited about something and when you're fearful about something you got to learn how to channel that fear and honestly like you just have to get out there like it's more like you got to acknowledge fear take away the power from fear by saying i love you i see you you're right there not today satan or not today whatever your fear gremlin is named <laughs> and <laughs> keep going you know it's fail forward fail fast um that's the best way you can define fear um but i love that you have to fa- you just have to push past the fear it's exactly yeah it's it'll a, it you holds otherwise. you back yeah Oh, well, I was watching the if the Netflix thing with Brene Brown. On yeah, fear. yeah. So that's totally what holds so many people back. Um, it does. Yeah, 
I didn't launch my stuff gung ho until I mean, I got into so called quote unquote business like two or three years ago. And you know, I was just like a couple months before I delivered my son. But I was treating it as a freaking hobby. You know, and then I did not launch this podcast, or the Instagram account, or the website, even though I had the names blocked the holistic warrior life two years ago. I didn't oh launch it. When, yeah, I know, right? All because I was freaking scared. Like I didn't launch this podcast until my 30th birthday in December. But I had that first intro, whatever teaser recorded, maybe three to four months before that, like in the summer. <laughs> well, that crazy? ties into my fifth piece of yeah. what I was going to say was go for it and don't compare yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to like have those topics like in my show notes, like those little takeaways, because I think it's important, like wherever you are, grab a notebook or if you already make, if you're already making notes down, write these down, because I think it's so important for us to remind ourselves of that. Um, Yeah. You are the master of your life, not the other way around. (laughs) Oh, man. And it's so hard to, or it's so easy to get lost in comparing yourself, but you mm-hmm. can't and you have to go for it because everybody, everybody starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's you true. You can't be at the top right away. You have to start somewhere. And I mean, you're going to maybe fail 50 times before you succeed, but you got to keep going yep. and believe in yourself. And I feel like then you're going to be okay. I love that. You know, I, I really do love that. And I'm going to end over there with one last question that I always ask every single person that, um, you know, is a guest on this show. What does it mean to you to live a holistic warrior life? Or what does being a holistic warrior mean to you? I absolutely love your name <laughs> that name like the way Thank that, you. <laughs> it's very unique but to me what it means is that's kind of what your whole brand is where you have to this is very hard to put in to explain <laughs> but you have to be a warrior and conquer your own life is basically what it means in my in my eyes that's and I know everyone else takes away a different meaning from it of course and you know that's exactly why I asked that question like I can tell you no person has ever answered the exact same thing I'm gonna like at some point this year for year end likely make a collage of like all the guest episodes (laughs) and their answers to that question it's you know it's it's amazing to see the variations and the different themes that come out because truly living a holistic warrior life, it is all encompassing. It is, you know, be conquering your life is a huge aspect of it. And it doesn't mean ignoring the bad stuff or ignoring your fears. You acknowledge it and you still grow with it. You know, you still kind of, you just don't let it overpower you. And I love, you couldn't have worded it better. Like I love it. Conquering. You your caught life. me off guard there. no I I love doing like I I don't love catching people off guard but I love um I love the description that you came up with it's it's very fitting and you know thank you thank you thank you so much for being a part of the show and 
you know, just before we sign off, where can our listeners find you? Um, do you have anything that you're promoting right now? Like where, give us the deets. <laughs> For sure. So I, uh, right now I'm basically using two different platforms as my main source of communicating via scrunchy mommy. So I have my website that just launched yeah. scrunchymommy.com and it is spelled M O M M I E yeah for mommy. And yeah. so I have that up and running. I have my blog on there. I'll be updating it regularly and the shop stuff and going. And I also am very active on the scrunchy mommy Instagram as well. Awesome. And I will have these listed in the show notes for any of you that want to go follow her, please go do this. Like it is such a beautiful blog. Like it all, like right when I saw it, I felt so happy and I'm sure all of you will feel happy as well. And you'll enjoy reading some of Jess's work. Um, I think you're a great writer and I can't wait to read more blog posts. So definitely, I, you know, I'm so excited for you um, for all that's coming your way for the new scrunchy designs, the podcast, your new little baby. And like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And I hope to have you on here again very soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Tanya Jane Marias Baz, your host, and you've been listening to the Holistic Warrior Life podcast. You can follow us at the Holistic Warrior Life on Instagram and Facebook. And to learn more about our guests and the stories that we share on our podcast, or to learn more about our community, stay updated on any courses or programs we offer, or if you simply want to read up on our blog and stay in the loop about any upcoming events, please check us out online at www.theholisticwarriorlife.com or any of our social media channels. And if you haven't done so already, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you tune in for your daily dose of the Holistic Warrior Life and hit subscribe to the tribe, rate and leave us a review. Every rating and review means the world to us. It keeps us going and it gets us out in front of more warriors who need the soul food. It ensures that our message is heard and that more people are given the hope that they're not alone on their journey. I want to thank our guests for sharing their wisdom, their journey, their stories so unapologetically. You are inspiring our listeners more than you realize. So thank you for coming on to our show. And to our listeners, I want to thank each of you for tuning in week after week for giving us the honor to speak life into you, to motivate you and inspire you and to show you that you're not alone, that here at the Holistic Warrior Life, you always have a community who loves you and supports you no matter where you are in your journey. We hope you tune in next week. Until then, remember, dear warrior, you're braver than ever, wiser beyond your years and are destined to thrive. So go live out your greatness. Go do it now because your time is now. So go get started. What you waiting for?